You're listening to a fourth-hand production. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Planes that they're building. And police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. So, is this where the glow was from the video? That's right. There's about a five to six hundred foot long section of this mesa that appears to pulsate in some of our night footage. Well, I'm gonna check my compass and see if it's acting crazy. It's that's west, right? So it seems like it's doing fine. You ought to check your tri-field meter and see what it's doing. I'm getting a little tone from it. A little tone? Whoa. Let me see that thing. Out on the Mesa, we're using these electric field measurement devices called tri-field meters. Get out of the way, make sure it ain't your radio. Okay. And they measure three fields. Magnetic fields, static electric fields, and then it measures radio frequency in microwaves, which is electromagnetic dynamic welcome everybody strange uncles this is a special skinwalker episode uh, i'm shane i'm john i'm josh you could call us the paranormal siskel and ebert and ebert <laughs> <laughs> and ebert and ebert and ebert um yeah so for those of you who might not know from the intro you know it's a little shorter from our traditional but we have decided um, only because it's so near and dear to our hearts um for those of you who are not living underneath a rock there's a new History Channel show called Secret of Skinwalker. And yes. uh, it's, it's what we're going to do is lay these out episode by episode, a day after they release, a couple days, give or take, um, for you guys to kind of, we're going to wrap through the episodes about what they see and what they, what they go through, basically. Um, did one of you guys catch how many episodes this season is supposed to be? Oh, shit like this is usually like eight. Yeah. Eight to ten. I figured eight to ten. Yeah, exactly. But I honestly didn't look. But I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I would bet eight to ten. Yeah. So we're basically just going to review the show, kind of talk about each episode. Um, you guys get to experience it with us if you want. Yeah. And so if you have not seen the episode one of Skinwalker, wait, what the hell is the show called? <laughs> the secret of Skinwalker. The Ranch. secret. Okay, it's so easy. But I was, my mind all of a sudden was like, "Wait, what's the actual show called?" Yeah, if you haven't seen episode one of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, uh, don't listen to this. Yes, please. Yes, yeah, spoilers no spoilers like crazy. Because yeah, spoilers yeah. like crazy. So uh, yeah. you've been warned. So the balls <laughs> in your hand now. Exactly. So just a little, um, for those of you who may be new listeners to the show. So we actually, not only do we live really close to Skinwalker, we're about what, three and a half hours, roughly boys, three hours, you know, as a yeah, crow three. flies. Yeah, yeah. Three, three and a half. Give or take. Um, been up there several times over. We camped up there last summer. Once this COVID thing <laughs> goes somewhere, we plan on doing the same thing again. Um, but we heard rumors as early as like last year, early last year that this was going to happen. And History Channel was kind of introducing these shows. Um, number one, it's near and dear to us because it's in our backyard. Uh, we've been up there. We've experienced things. We've experienced just uh, the whole atmosphere is just odd in general. Um, mm -hmm. Well, what had happened was it was actually sold. And this wasn't in the show, but I get, we can kind of start with this. It was sold uh, to Bigelow owned it. 
For those of you guys who may know, we're not going to go into all that. We've got an episode previous where we cover Skinwalker history and everything else. Yeah, they they briefly yeah. mentioned the history of it at the beginning. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. So it basically the episodes they they do go into the history of it, but the episode starts off with what I'm assuming is a possible cattle mutilation. Yeah, my notes say either a really bad half-assed attempt at showing a mutilation, or they're saying it's weird that a perfectly healthy cow just dropped dead. <laughs> I mean, well, that's weird too, because why is a yeah. calf just dropping dead? No, it's from what they were saying in, on the show, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, and uh, they bust out the tri-field meters, which sound like something from Star Trek. Yeah, and that some bagger counters and stuff's just going crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens a little later in it. So they, they show the cattle mutilation and then. They bring out the head honcho, Brandon Fugel is the new owner. Um, and he's introduced to Dr. Travis Taylor, right? He's the main investigator. Um, can you believe how many degrees this guy has when they first introduced him? And he's like, it says, you know, he's an uh, astrophysicist, but he said he had an electrical engineering degree, airspace astronomy degree. Um he went on and on. He kind of went too fast for me to even like, I'm like, oh, okay, that degree, that degree, that degree. Uh, like, well, yeah, he was making it rain degrees. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. And likewise, it, this guy is just a buttload of ridiculous, to be honest with you, with what he's accomplished. If this is the case, um, the, and something I was saying actually previously, and it didn't cover in the show. So Brandon bought it from Bigelow for $4.5 million. Um, I don't think they cover that in the show, but I no. did dig that through the notes that that's what it actually sold to Brandon for. Um, and we'll get into all these characters, but briefly, Brandon Fugel is a uh, downtown Salt Lake City real investor. He's kind of got his hands in everything, been here for his whole life. Um, he owns a lot of property in this area, and this is kind of new for him. But when they brought in Travis Taylor, <laughs> check this out. So yeah, speaking of degrees, uh, aerospace engineer, optical scientist, science fiction writer. Uh, he has written 25 technical papers, 14 science fiction novels, two textbooks, et cetera, et cetera. And I got to say his degrees, I think I started, started, stopped counting like at 12 or 13. So it's funny that they yeah. don't mention any of his science fiction background in the show. <laughs> not yet. I, that's what I, I got that too. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's nice. Well, yeah, because I was, I was getting the vibe from him that he wasn't about anything yeah. weird. Like I thought he was like a staunch scientist and that's why he, he got brought on. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why they brought him on to be like a main yeah, dude because he's I just lost like count of how many times he rolled his eyes in that episode. Yeah. When they were meeting in the control room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so, like w- he's from Huntsville, Alabama, right? Correct. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's when, from Alabama. When I first watched that, uh, before they got to the part where he said that, I thought that they were like just trolling the Utah accent super hard. That's what I thought too, and I was glad that they said Alabama, which there's nothing wrong with the Southern accent; it's great. But I'm like, uh, we don't. There's the Southern accent isn't here. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought I thought they were trying to pin that on Utah, which I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> Well, and you but, know, we'll we'll get into some of this too with the characters, and and I think every we've agreed that every episode we do, um, I'll take my time on my side to kind of research characters as we go. Um, but he's mm-hmm. the first one; he's the one they brought into all this to say, you yeah, know, flow him out here. This is what he's doing. You know, they flew him to the ranch. Um, one thing I thought funny, if you guys want to kind of start there, you know, again, they talked with history. They met some of the key players. Uh, Tom Winterden is one, who's a ranch yep. soup. He- 
right? Yep, ranch superintendent. Yep. Um, you got the lead uh, lead security. His name's Brian Arnold, uh, nicknamed AKA Dragon. 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 So there's yeah. that. <laughs> so, he he so, looks like he was born and raised in the Uinta Basin for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's a couple of these characters that I I don't think ever left that area at all, unless it was yeah, for during, dinner with Brandon. During that first boardroom scene, I was like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> it's dirty on representation here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and then so we've got Eric Bard, and he has been the principal investigator so far since before uh taylor was introduced right? yeah and yeah and he's got uh evidently i've started looking into him i really haven't gone into detail but he's got 30 years of uh plasma physicist research behind him so okay yeah uh, well i'm glad you didn't say he has 30 years experience of donating plasma <laughs> he probably had too <laughs> maybe <laughs> and then okay so we named uh thomas winterton eric bard dragon i'm just gonna refer to him as dragon from now yes, on that i'm not even gonna refer yeah it's no longer brian arnold yeah. it's it's dragon and then we have jim morse which is the ranch manager and jim sakala which it just says it says on the show it says jim sakala phd just scientist. Did yeah. anybody find that weird that it was, he's just scientist? I think in the, yeah. in the introductions in the boardroom that, um, Brandon said he had basically been the lead scientist, which I guess is different than lead investigator. Wait, um, yeah. What, what's different than the principal investigator? I, yeah. Too, too so, many subcategories here. Specialize in different fields or something, or yeah. maybe yeah. Jim just helps Eric out. Um, I think so. This Jim Segala, by the way, I believe is, uh, and I gotta just confirm, but I think he used to work for a, what they call a Hathaway Institute, and he's kind of on par with Eric Bard. Like he's got quite a few years behind him on what he's done. Um, just haven't yeah. really gotten into detail. And let's not forget about Dragon's right hand guy, uh, Caleb Bench, who evidently is one of the security uh, guards there. Yes. And that's Bench is a very Utah last name as well. I, that's yeah. why I mentioned. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and uh, his his nickname is AKA the Afterthought, AKA the Red Shirt. I is, gotta that, go, guys. is that real or is that a really funny? No, that's what I think of him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like that. Square on, dude. I like that. You hit it right so, on yes. the head. So they're in that boardroom, very me- meeting each other, and it is like you can t- like. I guess I got to give it a little grace because it is a TV show and they have to set it up like a TV show, but it's so obvious. Like, he's like, so what am I doing here, guys? It's like, you know what the hell you're doing here. You didn't just hop on a plane to Utah. Yeah. A man with that many degrees doesn't just say, "Mm, I'm intrigued. Yes. It's It's a typical setup to a certain point, but you know what? I mean, it's not going to be a show if it's not. So, you know, with that being said, you know, yeah, I'm being too critical for sure on that. Well, point, that's but... also an easy way for them to give exposition. For yeah, him to act like he doesn't know anything about it, which honestly, the way he was acting when they finally got to the ranch, I think he knew little to nothing about the actual history of the ranch. Yeah, I definitely don't I think he's that. like looked. He, I don't think he's looked into the property at all or any of the stories or anything no. like that. No, no. So, I, I mean, I, cool. I guess that makes sense, and you gotta you gotta ask that to set up the story so they can 
you know, talk about it. Yeah. Well, and then, and I've, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. Uh, well, I was going to mention a couple things that, uh, you know, again, aside from history, because we should know that. Um, since they bought that in 2016, or since Brandon did, a couple of high points in the boardroom. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but in 2018, um, they would talk about the entire Mesa section that seemed to be illuminated, and they pointed yeah. that out. Thought that was kind of interesting. And then uh, also in 18, they were talking about seeing giant pillars of light, almost like a what Luxor in downtown Vegas puts off. Did, it went straight to the like sky. I feel like we saw something like that when we were up there. Am I just wishing that we had? No. I, I can't. I can't remember. Remember when I was looking out through the camera and I was like, God, is that a storm or is that flashes of light? Like how far out is that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I was just like, that's just lightning far away. Yeah, but it didn't go anywhere. It stayed like right there. So it did stay right there the whole time. Yeah, it wasn't That's like a storm. Strange. Storms pass. This didn't seem to pass, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I put two, I was looking at that when they said beam of light. And I'm like, hmm, you know, there's some light things going on there. Um, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, then, you know, you guys, sorry, John, you were covering him actually physically going out to the ranch. I find that funny that uh, number one, they're flying out of it's uh, Brandon Fugel's brothers that own the aerodynamic company and that mm-hmm. place it's actually out of Provo. just like these motherfuckers are super rich oh yeah Jesus oh Christ. man brandon fugel basically owns utah looks like i mean the car he rolls to the airport in <laughs> and then the thing so so he flies taylor to the airport they get in the chopper get to the chopper and and they're they're flying and all of a sudden the dude asks he he prays, which oh, is fine. I know, but like he does the total Mormon prayer, like "Dear Heavenly Father," blah blah blah. And I'm like, here we go. We, uh, you, just, you just railed it in. So you, the, you. Yeah, the whole country's like, oh, Mormons, Utah, right? right. Like, well, yeah. Unfortunately, that is like a real ass thing that happens. Yeah, a lot. yeah. I know, but I'm just like, man, I wonder if Taylor's sitting here like, damn, I am in Utah, even <laughs> yeah. though he's from the South and he's <laughs> yeah. surrounded by like Southern Baptists. Like, with, you read my you mind know. when they did he, that. I was he, like, oh man. He was rolling his eyes quite a bit in that scene or trying really hard not yeah. to. Like he kept remembering he was on camera. Yeah. He kept like looking off into the distance and was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was fucking hilarious. I did. I don't think he knew what to do. Um, and without before you actually get to the ranch, I don't know if you did. You guys notice something, by the way? So I took a screenshot of the um, of the emblem of the actual aerodynamics that his brother owns, and then compared that just because I had nothing better to do but watch a movie or watch a show. Compared that to uh, some of the first uh, symbols of Bigelow's aerospace design, and it's damn near identical. Hmm. Which you know oh, really? could be nothing, but I was like, "Meh, okay, we'll add a little layer to the onion, see if there's something yeah, there." I, I don't know. Um, I did notice that I've definitely seen that helicopter flying over the valley a lot. I know that's what I thought too, but then I was like, "Well, it's just a black helicopter. I'm sure there's black no, but I mean, I've seen everywhere. one flying low enough that I could like recognize the shape. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and, and yeah. And I'm not saying that's like some custom helicopter, and there's not another one of those in the entire. Oh, well, there's been a black helicopter flying around our area for yeah. A I'm little sure bit, that though, they're I've flying noticed. out of like as Salt Lake International. It is yeah. funny. Or maybe the airport to you down, uh, down by Sandy. Mm-hmm. You guys talk about uh, you guys talk about the prayer real quick before we get into the ranch, and and I think my next note after the bunker and the aerodynamic thing is. 
what I read here. Fucking Mormons pushing their shit. Just <laughs> as its own light item. <laughs> so, sorry, I just, guys. man, I don't, I hate to be a dick, but like as soon as he's like, do you mind if I do a prayer? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but whatever. That, it's that all good. Like spontaneous prayer, like growing up Mormon, spontaneous prayer when you're even thinking about being scared is pretty normal. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you can't just like do it to yourself or something. Like, yeah, just say know. it in your mind. Yeah, yeah, just like give a prayer in your mind. I don't know. No, but it's is, not a big you know, deal. No, no, no it, it, it is. Pray, is. pray, pray if you got to pray, I suppose, if that's your thing. <laughs> but um, so they, they, they finally, Heavenly Father lets them land safe and sound. Thank God. He allows it. And uh, so they take him to the, the house. The what? What do they? What do they call it? The well, it's the main control center, I guess. Command yeah, center, like control center. Yeah, the so, inner sanctum. The, the I inner did sanctum. during the flyover, though. Like it was interesting that uh, whatever his brother's name was, I totally forgot something very Utah. Um, it's, it's unimportant. Like anyway, he was saying that most of the activity seems to center around the homesteads, which mm-hmm. I don't think I had actually heard before. Yeah, so that was I, a new one on me too. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I have heard that information, but who's to say? Um, some little side note too. Once they land, and this is just a side note on the area. So when I was doing some of the research for um, the area and the name stuff like that, um, I guess Strawberry River runs in that location, locale somehow or another, real like a stone's throw from Skinwalker Ranch, and there's a Strawberry Hills Inn or Strawberry River Inn. And I guess mm-hmm. that too has huge paranormal activity and that's located where the homesteads are located on kind of the corner of the ranch. And then the command center is up this way. That's mm-hmm. located on that same side, that same border. It's really, really close. And I, I guess there's been a couple, several shows that have had that in on and it, the same paranormal activity, the same activity happens there, which I, I thought it was kind of, you know, residual kind of bled out of that. Yeah. Package, I mean, you know. I think that whole area is, it's not just limited to that, you know, 524 acres or whatever it is. I mean, that strange things happen all, all around that whole area. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, that con- so they take him, they take him to the control room, which looks amazing. That control room looks super awesome. Um, there's obviously cameras covering like everything they have thermographic cameras, night vision cameras. They track temperature, humidity, and weather patterns there. They uh, track, like, they have a program to tell if it's an actual, like, plane and all, like, the oh. the planes going in and out. That like, blew my so, mind. That, yeah, so they know Satan if anything. Platform. Yeah, Satan isn't. So, and that stands oh, for. I've got, he's got the. Oh, what do you what do you got? Shane? Yeah, so this is a uh, Satan's platform stands for Sentinel Assignment Telemetry. Uh, tel- oh, Jesus, telemetry, telemetry, man, fucking words and notification. So basically, it measures vibrations. But I thought it was funny that they call it Satan. I was like, oh, and how yeah. proud he was that he came up with that. Yeah, name I'm for like, it. come on, guys. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know he's like patting himself on the back for that <laughs> one. Like, I would be. I'd be <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> Yeah, and it was kind of funny because uh, Eric Bard actually said something. He and there's a quote here that uh, I'll read later on once we get to it. But uh, they don't call this, and and this is something I guess kind of the theme of the show from what we gather. Again, this is a first episode, you know, before anything else. 
but they're taking a whole different stance from what Bigelow did, where they bring in a team and they follow things around and they write, you know, what they call this is they're just doing observational science. That's all this yeah. is. They're, they're just there to observe. Yep. They're just there to observe. They're not there to interact. They're not there to try to prove anything. They're mm. supposedly, they're just there to observe what's happening, document, record, much like a scientist, scientist should do. Yeah, I guess, you know, if that's the case. So I, mm-hmm. I just thought it was neat that they actually threw that out there and made that a point to make that a point. So, yeah, well, they, they, I read that, that, you know, NIDS maybe during the later time they were trying to like interact with the phenomenon. Yeah, like they'd have, the they'd have past. blocks. Yeah. They'd have like blocks and stuff like that. And try it, try and have them spell stuff on the blocks and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Whereas they, they are strictly there just observing, you know, reading all their fancy gadgetry seeing you know reading all that and stuff so i think that's the best way to go about it too yeah they're trying to get recorded phenomenon that they can say look it's not this it's not that it's not an airplane like well and another thing that nids came across anytime they would get something it would their cameras would get destroyed or something would disappear like they just anytime they got any proof or evidence of something weird. I mean, as far as the public knows, who knows what they got in their, you know, what 20 year, 10 year investigation on the property. Well, that'd be neat. That'd be weird to just see what that was. Uh, what kind of paperwork can came out with that documentation they had. And that's one thing that I forgot to ask MJ Benias when we had him on, on episode 10 of this season was the homesteads. And Josh, you talked about that where it was interesting how they, made it a point to mention, you know, a little bit more activity going on in the old homesteads than there is anywhere else. And I, he was in them. And and I just, I had forgot during the interview to ask MJ what he felt, you know, when he was in these places. Um, just, yeah. you know, yeah, just, just very interesting altogether. So, mm. yeah. Well, and so after they show him the control room, show him all the cameras that they have and everything, they take him on a tour of the property, which... Man, I just I just want so much. Even though we've been all around that area and we know exactly what it looks like, I just want to be on it. But when I got so when excited they, when they showed the like the black gate and the, the little uh, security desk right there. I'm like, oh, there it is. When they all crammed into that side by side, I was like, I would get so <laughs> fucking car sick. <laughs> so yeah, um, and they take them to the 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 guys take Taylor to the pen where. They told the story of that giant wolf that grabbed that little calf. I was trying to rip it out of the the stall. I can't. Th- I've had such a long day today, but trying to rip it through the gate. Yeah, yeah. And where they were shooting it with like this giant gun, didn't phase it at all. And then they went and got an even bigger gun, shot it a few times, and then it just was like, "Fine, yeah. I'll leave." Like it was just yeah. more annoyed than like, "Holy shit." definitely not doing that story justice and travis was not fucking into it at all no not yeah at all. and i, I thought agree. that was hilarious he was just like going okay you fuckers yeah You're he just- was like if <laughs> yeah. my eyes roll any harder they're gonna get stuck yep. yeah i caught that too i thought that was fucking funny well and he didn't yeah. they didn't talk about how the bits of flesh that they blew off it smelled like necrotic like it had Rotting been dead flesh. for a long time yeah mm-hmm. which yeah. sucks yeah. because then they go and talk about how it disappeared but mentioning that fact about 
the bits of flesh that got blown off smelling like they'd already been dead and rotten uh also is proof that it was fucking real mm-hmm. and you know yeah. not like a hallucination no yeah, I, I, I never I really thought about that yeah That's i think they're missing a lot of the little um the intricacies of some of the stories from before with the shermans and what they experienced um yeah. and, and well, i'm assuming they're gonna bring they it out you know they only have a half an hour too we got to realize so i mean they yeah. can't just go on and tell the detailed story of certain things sure. which you know i guess they got to be selective for editing and what, what they're actually going to be putting out and stuff and yeah. i think um, they're trying to get through kind of the backstory that everyone who's ever looked at this thing at all already knows. Yeah. Which is nice because I feel like every time I watch anything, like I'm like, yeah, heard it, know it. Okay. You know, it's never yeah, like I, any new groundbreaking stories or I'm thinking anything. And I'm like, Holy shit. Be, uh, more focused on the current research that's going on there unless just retelling the old stories, but you have to tell those old stories for the people that have never heard of it. That's what yeah. I was just going to say. Yeah. You, yeah. You have a big group of people out there that, that have never heard of Skinwalker at, at all. They just haven't. So you kind of got to take that consideration. Same thing mm-hmm. with, you know, they rehatch Bigfoot and some of this other stuff. You know, there's always a need, I think, as long as you do it smartly to kind of have some of that background, as long as you don't overdrive it. A little bit. Yeah, for sure. You gotta you've gotta also assume, and sometimes we're not great with this ourselves, but that people listening or watching have are new to all of it and don't know any of the stuff that we're all like, oh, that's day one shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they're not a bunch of weirdos like us, so (laughs) it makes sense. I get it. I get I understand that's why they do it, but yeah. And also also to sit through. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, 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 come on, come on. But so after they kind of take him there, they take him up to where this is. So Taylor was kind of rolling his eyes with the whole wolf story. He's like, yeah, well, it's a wolf attacking livestock. That's what happens. You know, he wasn't impressed. But when they took him over to the Mesa where he was, he wanted to see, all right, take me to where you got this video of it illuminating. So they took him over to there. And that's, I think, where he was stunned and couldn't, he didn't have an explanation for what he was picking up and yeah. he went out there and they were picking up strong microwave radiation with tri-field meters and he couldn't tell where it was coming from. And it was, they were significant readings. Like the numbers were going from all directions and everything. My favorite so. part of that, of that situation though, was when like they get to the top, no one's like looking at anything and he's just like, okay, cool view. Would whip out my compass and pulls out his phone, <laughs> and he's like, "Compass is fine. It's not doing anything weird." And it's like, "That's an iPhone on your phone, magnetic." Yeah, no, I saw that too. Well, because they were getting some readings. He's like, "Well, let me check the compass, my compass," and it shows him looking at his phone compass app. I'm like, "Yeah, what? That's, that's, that's not based a compass." Off of, like GPS and like the fucking gyroscope in your phone not a magnet and that's funny i thought thought this dude has compass i thought this dude has fucking 58 degrees and you're busting out your compass on like well this is the thing too during we're watching the which was ironic because we all kind of i think it seemed like we all started watching the episode the exact same time we didn't really talk to one another about it but we knew we had to watch it sometime last night so we did and we were within i think like a minute 
of, you know, what was going on. So we're texting back and forth. And yeah, when the phone thing came up, yeah, okay, yeah, your phone has that. Again, that's off GPS or gyroscope. But that if you're a scientist with this, this many PhDs and you have all this equipment, bring a fucking compass. As like some a real equipment. Compass. Yeah. Yeah. Especially to you a know. place that's known for electromagnetic anomalies. Don't right. bring your fucking phone. Right. I thought yeah, that, that was, was really ridiculous. weird. So, well, maybe somebody out there is smarter than us. Is is it? Yeah. I mean, if your phone compass is magnetic and someone knows that, please make me look let, like an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Let us know because I was blown away that he just pulled out his iPhone with the compass. I was like, oh, my compass is fine. I'm like, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> well, then right after that, he follows with a trimeter. And that's yeah. where it gets, you know, so that, and, and I don't know if one of you guys want to cover that, but it was like one thing after another on this ridge. And now he's got the trimeter out and now, you know, there it's coming from all directions, you know. Can yeah, we refer the, to the tri-field meter as the, uh, what do they call it in Star Trek? The fucking. The tricorder. <laughs> yeah. Can we refer to it as that for the rest of, the, of these? <laughs> Just for shit. Busted out the tricorder. But it was, so, you know, it was picking up from different areas and ranges and they you know they kind of spread out and and they couldn't figure out where it was really coming from and i you know i don't know i mean i i okay i get that he's i mean he seemed legitimately like interested in that right right yeah and that picked him up so a little bit. i mean that's cool so they go back they go back to the control command center i can never remember command center why can't i remember that but they go to the command center and they're talking about this. And this was my favorite part of the show um, to see the head of security get freaked the hell out. Oh, yeah. So, In my notes, it says Dragon is a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're talking about what they want to do now. Taylor's like, all right, I've got a plan. This is what we need to do to, you know, do some, do some scientific tests. Right, because one of them mentions uh, the nuclear tests in Nevada in the 40s and 50s and in Utah yeah. being part of the downwinder factor yeah. of that, which I didn't realize it reached this far north and west. But um, one of the guys that from Utah was saying that that area was one of the worst hit with uh, fallout from that. Yeah, yeah that actually so, surprised me. It, it was and because so, of the wind pattern. Yeah, I looked yeah. into that. Yeah, and so Travis was like, "Let's start digging up shit, looking for evidence of radioactive fallout because the electromagnetic radiation they were picking up with the trifield meters was uh, such a high uh, fucking I can never get the words right. It was it, like it was a high frequency wave, and it was almost dangerous to humans with like how high it was. He, he was saying like milliwatts, and that's why they." started thinking, oh, maybe the fallout. And yeah. that's what he wanted to start digging, looking for. And mm -hmm. now I'll stop butting in. Well, I mean, no, that's you. I kind of forgot all about the, uh, the fallout from the atom bomb yeah. test. That was interesting. I, yeah, I had, it is. Side. And he was, he wanted to dig. I didn't write these in my notes, but he wanted to dig a couple of different holes, like five feet away from each other and just to get good testing and everything. But, uh, Dragon was adamant on no, like all of a sudden he was like, uh, oh, no. no brother. He's like, you're not digging, man. You are not digging. And, and I felt like Taylor kind of felt a little exasperated being like, well, I'm trying to do, what'd you bring me out here for? I'm trying to do some experiments. 
Yeah, he's, he's like, like, "What? How are we supposed to test for radiation without digging you fucking?" Yeah, but dick? okay. On the flip side of that, too, I felt like they were really pushing the digging thing, and then you know, because that was a lot of that's in the hunt for Skinwalker too. Like well, when the Shermans I, I, initially I bought it. In my notes, believe that Travis Taylor does not know shit about Skinwalker Ranch and has never read Agreed. for the Skinwalker or anything. Yeah, because he looks like a person with a scientific background who is genuinely baffled by why the fuck people are pushing back on stuff. Yeah. And like he's dealing with people that are out of their depths as far as like his, he's concerned and because he doesn't understand the circumstances. Well, and like you were saying, Shane, when the Shermans bought the ranch, the previous owners before the Shermans told them they weren't allowed to dig. And if they were going to dig, they needed to contact them first, which yeah. I always thought that was super weird when I read the book. And I was like, what the, I, and I, I honestly haven't thought about that until, until they started freaking out about digging. And I was like, Oh, Holy shit. The Shermans were told not to dig. Yeah. So here's the thing with this. And this is the only thing that I can put together and to make it rational. If this makes sense. Number one, if you buy a plot of land, you buy a plot of land. The only time you can say if your previous owner of something said, is if there's like an easement attached to it. Okay. So mm -hmm. the easement does, so you can't do this because of, but the only thing when I read that, and again, this is referencing Hunt for Skinwalker, the book that uh, came out um, way before, you know, when the Shermans bought it in 92, uh, is when they were told not to dig on the ranch and, and the old owner said, no, look, you need explicit instructions, permission to do that. It would be a mineral rights thing. And that's the only thing I could put together because there rumors have it that in that area, the like the Ute tribe, um, there's a gold mine that's supposed to be up there. There's all these other legends and stuff like that. And that maybe there's something to do. It's not necessarily supernatural as much as it is mineral rights. Like they held onto the mineral rights of no. the property. But yeah, maybe. I mean, because well, I don't know. There's hell of fracking up there. Yeah. Well, and they've clearly dug on the property because uh, you can't have a helicopter landing pad without. And, you know, lay you, all that. You can't fight a fucking. Dig. You can't plant a fence post and fucking put a fence up without digging yeah. a hole. Like you have to dig. So yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, they did talk about Tom Winterton had a huge goose egg just randomly happen, and his scalp separated from his skull after he dug on the property, which and is crazy. I which, mean, that was kind of yeah, like, which is wild. I mean, it showed X rays and stuff. So I mean, I I hundred percent believe that that happened. Did it happen because he dug on the property? Who's to say? I mean, right. maybe, maybe not. But also, I loved how they get Brandon Fugel online, and they're like, "Hey, this is what we want to do." Dragon's like, <laughs> "Like the well, boss." Well, it's up to you, boss. Oh yeah, it's he's like you, selling man. the <laughs> selling the head shake. They want to dig so yeah. hard; it's so funny. Yeah, and honestly, like the way Travis wasn't buying any of it and everything, I was like, "Cool, let him do the digging." Yeah, but yeah. that's the thing. But that's the thing is when they finally were like, "Okay, we're gonna dig." He's like, "Well, who are we gonna get to dig?" Like Travis wasn't gonna dig. Yeah, after he and they're like, "Well, we can get speech some... about yeah in its nests." <laughs> but all of a sudden, they're like talking about like getting volunteers to dig and stuff. Like, why doesn't Travis just dig a hole? Like, yeah, that, that is something. Like, I know. I loved how he wouldn't dig the hole. Like, I know. At, like after all of this. He's not going to be personally digging the hole. Brother, you don't know nothing about these type of hornets. 
<laughs> was that in your notes? <laughs> so fucking stupid. So okay, but, there there is there is certain things about it that just make me go, okay, guys, you know which yeah. way are you going here, type thing. But anyway, but and then so that's ba- that basically sums up the episode right, right there, right? Um, but I just God, I can't get over how after all of that they none of like Taylor won't even dig the hole. But yeah, I, and like then I have. In my my last little thing in my notes is just Travis is rightly concerned about not being told everything up front when they get on that call with Brandon and he's like, oh f- oh no no fuck no no digging, you know yeah um, yeah and he's like why he's like there's some stuff I haven't told you and then that's when he tells him about like bad shit happens when you dig, mm-hmm. um and after that Travis is like concerned about not being told everything up front which rightly so. And also, I think is proof that he has no idea about the ranch. But this is also fucking TV, so yeah, it very much could be. You know, again, I don't know where Travis is coming from. This thing, I, I mean, I heard again, being that he's wrote science fiction novels, everything else, and I don't know. I'm waiting to see where this is kind of leading to. Like, you know, you already have two guys there that are lead investigators, one with 30 years of science experience, the other one with damn close to it. So, what's the reason for that's what I couldn't. I, you know. I don't think it's to bring him in to solve it. I think it's to give the audience a vehicle to be introduced to the ranch through, especially because he's so skeptical. So for people who are like, this is bullshit, mm, they yeah. get to go on that journey of discovery with Travis. Like he's not there to solve anything for them. He's there right. to be the vehicle of the story being told. Instead of maybe the people that have been part of the investigation, they've been doing it for five years. They've been, to, uh, yeah, I, I see that. I mean, I, mean, the, I think right. he's the surrogate makes, for the audience. That's his whole yeah, purpose. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, that makes yeah. perfect sense for sure. So, um, but I also love so the the episode ends and they're giving you the preview for the next episode, and they go through this whole damn thing about <laughs> digging, and then in one of the clips, it's like, "Yeah, let's dig it up." Like just all eager and, and they're just, drilling, like immediately stoked. Yeah, yeah they're drilling and yeah. stuff. I'm like, what the hell? You guys well, I mean, just like, fucking did this. Yeah. It's like you said; they've obviously had to do some digging on the property because they had to do it for construction purposes. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not just digging in general on the property. It's probably digging in specific places, and that might be why the previous owners that sold it to the Shermans gave them that stipulation of, if you're gonna dig call us because maybe there are sensitive spots and then there are spots that are just spots that you well, just do whatever you want with. You yeah. Know? And with that being said, I will, if you guys remember the, uh, again, I'm referencing MJ Benias. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show. I thought that was awesome. Oh, hell but yeah. in his article, uh, he did mention that they were talking about the, um, the sensors and everything from the, that goes into the command center and they were in specific places on the property. And, and that might be it maybe because of, you know, places around the Ridge or whatever have you. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, you could be hitting that on the head. That that very well may be true. I I don't know. So yeah. So what was your guys's take on where you think this series is going to go? What kind of show it's going to turn into? Okay. I hope it just goes into kind of an investigative show. And I mean, they've got to have cliffhangers, and they've got to have like sure, we have cute. to expect. We have to expect a mainstream TV show about it. Right. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. I 
I think they are definitely going to be focusing way more on Fugles, like all of their investigations and only tell bits and pieces of the past just to kind of rope the general audience in like, whoa, that really happened on there. This really happened. Yeah. Like, and, and they should. Um, be, yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, and I, sorry, go ahead. Cause we've got like four years from the time Bigelow sold it to now of them doing the investigations. I mean, there's gotta be more than just a, a Mesa illuminated and things they've said. I'm, yeah. I'm positive there's more there. And, and if they do it right, they're going to kind of thread it out throughout the episodes, you know, little by little, we had this happen. This scenario occurred, you know, the, uh, we yeah. encountered such and such and such. And, and that right there keeps you intrigued. And, and again, yeah, it's going to be a get you show just like anything else. They have to get an audience and that's yeah. expected, you know, in this day yeah. and age. I'm, I'm just hoping that the activity actually flares up when the TV show's being recorded. Well, I mean, Travis kept saying, I didn't expect to find anything, let alone anything within an hour, first hour of being here. So Yeah. And, I mean, he definitely did seem genuinely confused by those readings that he was getting. So, because, yeah. I, I mean, the activity isn't there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. No. I mean, it, it can go radio silent for a year. Nothing will it, happen there, you know? Like, and there's there's a lot of a trickster ele- element to it, too. Like, yeah. at least that's what it seemed like was it was doing with Bass, when, at least when they started trying to interact with it, it was start, oh, you're pointing your camera over here. We're, well, I'm going to fuck do something over yeah. here out of frame. Well, well we written, witnessed that firsthand when we were touring there just you know i mean it, it's it's what it is and i know that it was mentioned that sometimes like the new people it loves newbies it loves people that's yeah. never been to the ranch before so you know we'll see you know what that affects with travis at all i just but. there was a commercial for curse of oak island um that show sucks while i was watching it and i was just like i think this is gonna be that kind of show where they're constantly like oh my god we found something just kidding no we didn't yeah. And yeah. that's like my biggest fear for it is that it becomes that kind of show. I'd almost rather it be a gotcha fucking typical ass ghost hunter style paranormal show than that. Yeah. That yeah. being said, I yeah. hope it's more of an actual docu-series and like, holy shit, we're finding really weird stuff here. And this is that, really that's what I wanted to stick to is just stick to the investigation, stick to legit stuff. Show us some cool videos that they've recorded in the past four years, you know, sprinkle like some badass videos. Cause yep. I mean, they've been there for yep. four years. So like give the people a little bit. Um, and I mean, they seem like serious men. They seem like a serious organization. Like they, um, I don't really know why Brandon Fugel wants to make a TV show about it. It's not like he needs the money. No, he, you say that more money. So, he, like, dude, the man has a hellicopter and like whatever car that was a Ferrari, like the coolest car. car. Yeah, he has a supercar. Like, he doesn't need any more money. Like, the I History think, Channel isn't gonna like make. He's not gonna get a shitload of money from the History Channel. No, he sells a building and he probably makes more money than they're paying him for this. Yeah, so yeah, I'm saying but, like this is like this is some chump change. Like this I, is. I do believe the like when they were introducing him at the beginning of the episode and he was like, I grew up with a strong religious background and that always made me feel like there was something more out there and I really am curious and interested about it. I believe that. That's where I was going to go. Yeah. I think he really does want to know and has the 
the means to find out, you know? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I think he had, yeah, I think he's 100% interested in the unknown and I, I the ranch is the perfect place to study it. The but, only reason, the only way he would give access to the ranch or grant interviews was on the condition of anonymity until the show came out. Cause like, yeah. even when we talked to MJ, the first thing he said was like, I'm not going to tell you who it was. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And then just funny. Cause later, I wasn't even going to ask. Later, yeah. Publishes yeah. an article about it. But, um, but <laughs> I think that that was all like, and I think it was super cool that Brandon was like, Hey MJ, I want you to be the one that publishes the article that outs me because the show's about to air. And so you might as fucking well. Yeah. yeah. But I thought yeah. it was cool that he had MJ do it. Cause he's, yeah gone on the record with a few people on the condition of anonymity but he is a serious businessman and i understand like why he wanted his identity kept secret until mm. it couldn't be anymore yeah i just i just wonder like i just wonder what the the motivation was for agreeing to a television show because it's not the money it, and it's not it's like definitely it's not the money action you want to bring some yeah, you kind of awareness too. Yeah, I just see this like causing more harm than good. Honestly, like way maybe more. Tr- turn it into a theme park. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, here's the thing: I don't think it's about the money, really, because if it was, when he purchased it in 2016, he would have had to deal soon after. You know, we're looking at like four years after the fact. So I, I don't really think the money's a thing. I, I think he purchased it for curiosity and i you know there might be some other side things to it you know who knows but at the i same mean time, i I'm, you know, I'm not yeah I, I know why he purchased purchased it he's yeah. as interested as anybody else and he has the means to purchase it yeah i'm just saying why is he making a tv show out of it yeah i don't know yeah I maybe mean, his maybe his motivations will come clear as the show continues yeah yeah or who knows maybe the history channel's paying him a shitload could be, could be. Dude, his car, that car that he was driving in the first episode has got to be more than what the History Channel is going to pay him. Yeah, and that is like his car. Like I connected with him on LinkedIn and I think I might follow him on Instagram or something. And he like posts shit about going to restaurants and stuff. And he's always like, it's a picture of the car in the parking lot. And he's like, thought we'd have a sweet night out. Well, before the quarantine anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, when you have that a helicopter, like you don't need his yeah, when you have a helicopter, you don't need History Channel's measly fucking mill or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah, but like, I mean, I can't I know and I wouldn't be surprised if he funded uh Aerodynamic or whatever the name of his brother's aviation. Oh company. yeah. Oh absolutely. He, he he at least funded like he at least gave him the the starting starting, starting capital, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But all in all Hopefully it goes, you know, hopefully it continues hopefully on a more and slash fucking curse of Oak Island. It, I yeah. it better because I have the history channel has done better. Yeah. I have hope that they will. Um, and I, I thought the first episode was good. Yeah. For, it was just what, at the end of it where I was just like, I could yeah. see it going that way, and I really hope it doesn't. I, I had the same feelings at the very end. You know, yeah. again, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I think it's doing good. Um, uh, hopefully, you guys like this content too. You know, like I so said, we're gonna try to run this out every, you know, episode. Just again because it, it's near and dear to us. Um, some references, real quick. Number one, uh, Patreon. If you're not already on board, um, we are in trying times. But again, you know, if you feel the need to, there's tons of content out there. 
Um, there actually is a write-up on mystrangeuncles.com, which is, uh, you can find it in the research toy box section, and it is a complete write-up of Skinwalker, all the history, all the way back from the Ute tribes, the curse, all the way up to present, um, and by present, I mean Bigelow. I did, we didn't add Brandon Fugel in there. Um, but if you want a reference because you don't know, that's there. Um, also, if you want to know other episodes that we've covered in regards to Skinwalker, you can check out episode two, or I'm sorry, season two, episode 12 and 13, where we actually uh, did a partnership with um, Cold Research. When we went there in the camping trip, we came back and we talked about it, and we talked some history there too. Um, what else you guys got? Well, also, if you're going to want, if you want to continue to experience this uh, TV show with us, uh, the rest of these episodes, these mini episodes are going to be on Patreon. So sign up if you want to keep, keep going through this. Maybe we'll do a set time so we can do like a live stream of it so it can be more interactive. I don't know. Um, Cause we'll definitely not be doing it like while the show's airing, it'll definitely be a day or two later. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we have tons of bonus content there. Tons yeah. of time. So get on Patreon, fools. <laughs> With that being said, it's been good seeing your ugly mugs. It's cool talking through the show last night. Um, tonight's another airing, uh, tonight being Tuesday. This will probably drop. I'll try to get this produced and out by tomorrow so we're not too far after the episode. And uh, that that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be kind of be our routine, you know, so we can get out to you guys. And, uh, and again, feedback, you know, let us know, let us know from missing something, ideas, comments, you know, give it our way, you know, so maybe you think of something out of the box that we're not thinking of by all means, you know, we're, we're open ears and we'll figure it out. So, and where would they send that feedback, Shane? They would send that to strange at gmail.com, or you can contact us on a website again at my You, you can, can also DM us on Twitter and, uh, Instagram at strange uncles podcast. Um, I don't know if any of us have Facebook Messenger set up for the Facebook page, but we do have one. So yeah. you can slide uh, into the DMs there, too. I don't know if anybody checks that. Yeah, good luck. But, I, I've uh, got it, but I probably won't check it. So <laughs> you might want to do something different. Twitter, Instagram, or email. You've got to have one, one or all of those. Yeah, so. and if you have a pigeon during this uh, COVID crisis – Fucking tie a message to his leg. Throw it our way. We'll get it eventually. I'm sure. Yeah, send an anthrax laced letter to Shane's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be the first time. Uh, oh dear. Anyway, hope you guys right. enjoyed this. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, cheers. Cheers. Space cheers. Close gates. You've been listening to a fourth hand production.